everyone. This is Ron Burgundy. And boy, do we have a treat for you. I'm, of course, joined by Carolina. Carolina, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I love your sundress. Thank you. It's um, it's very sunflowery. Yes, it is. Did you do the embroidery yourself? Uh, no, I, I bought it at a store. Why? Oh, no. Why? I think it's actually a high level of craftsmanship. Okay. I'm being serious. I, I know. I'm just suspicious. No, you shouldn't be. Okay. Um, we are so excited that you're listening. I mean, we're always excited that you're listening. We can't believe that you're listening. We are still in disbelief. But today, uh, today's show is really special. It is, it is basically a best of season two special episode featuring favorite moments from throughout the season. And uh, we've cultivated, uh, what would you say? We've curated a fabulous panache. Uh, is panache? Panache is also a food, right? Yes. It's... Uh... Well, no, I'm thinking of a grenache. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um... Anyway, this is, a, this is a collection of real special gems from throughout season two. We've thrown them all in the little goodie bag here. Ron really wanted to do a blooper reel. I did. Because, let's face it, whenever I go to a major motion picture, mm-hmm. I usually show up at the last 15 minutes to watch the blooper reel you with the credits. Them. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, the thing is, though, we didn't have that many bloopers, so you were no. just... I could see that you were trying to plant something. I, I wanted something in that same yeah. family. You pushed me off that chair. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And little things like that. So, right. Um, so, anyway, we've uh, cobbled some things together, and this is uh, this is the showing of that work. Um, now, I know that, Carolina, you you know, throughout uh, both our seasons, you've, you've done a lot of fact-checking on the show, and we've received... Tons of letters mm-hmm. that it's subpar, me. subpar, oh. um, and that's not me trying to be catty. That's just a statement of fact. Uh, but here's the good news: the cavalry rode into town to save Carolina's sweet booty. Uh, we've got a system now that's even better. Listen to this. Uh-huh. Hey Google, what's the capital of California? Which of it's course is San Diego. Oh. Uh, Wait, did you really not know that? You know, the point is Google did, okay? So what if I didn't? Huh? What if you didn't? We now have a foolproof fact check system with Google Assistant. That's what we need to focus on. Okay? No quid pro quo here. Um, yes. Maybe we... Okay, let's get back into the best of. Okay. Uh, please enjoy this best of. Season 2, Ron Burgundy Podcast. Today. Does that sound right? Today? That reading of today? Yeah, it's exactly how it's pronounced. Okay. Today, we are interviewing a woman who is very important. She's a very, very smart woman. She's, um... This episode is on... Ah, f*** it. I'm gonna own up. I forgot who we're interviewing today. Are you serious? I have a feeling it's not Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You tried her... Right, Carolina? I, Did yeah, you try her? we tried Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but her business manager said, um, this is weird. She said you two had a falling out. Oh. I was, so, I was confused. She said you two were no longer on speaking terms. You heard that right. For two whole years, if you, if you came to the Saddle Creek Diner on a Monday morning, you'd see me and baby Ruth in a corner eating breakfast and talking shop. You're talking shop? You wouldn't with- understand it, Carolina. Okay, it's law stuff. All right? I... 
Did you understand it? Not really. Okay. But I let her talk, and boy, can she talk. Uh, she can talk you through the Saddle Creek's Lumberjack special. Four sausage links and two pancake piles later, she's still going on. And I'm sorry to ask, yes. but why did you guys stop hanging out? Um, I would say scheduling conflicts. Okay. Well, I mean, after we had a huge fight, she said that she couldn't see me anymore. So that was our scheduling conflict. Oh, got it. So it was, yeah. it was But if I saw her today, I feel like bygones would be bygones. So exactly how did you guys leave it? Word for word? Yeah. Well, if memory serves, she said something like, if you start a food fight in this diner, I will never speak to you again. And you started a food fight in the diner? Yes. Okay. We'd, we did. Or I did. Who can remember the specifics anymore? It's, it's hard to have a food fight when you're the only one throwing food. Mm. You know? Yeah. That's feels like you're the asshole in that situation. Sure. But to get people to join, you have to just throw more food. I mean, omelets, jellos, a cup full of ice. I mean, nothing was getting this crowd going. Uh, how old do you think most of the How people, old were... The most of the people in the diner? Oh, I mean, everyone was in their early to late 70s, except for one grandkid. Yeah, so that's probably not the best participants for a food fight. You know what I mean? Ruth knows that I'm here if she ever wants to rekindle our friendship. I'm, I'm available for breakfast, literally, every morning. Well, actually, we record the podcast in the morning. Any so. morning works. Okay. There is literally nothing going on in my life right now that I would prioritize over breakfast. Yeah, maybe work. But... So. Huh. Just want to let that lie. Yeah, I mean... Out there. Here we are with a real-life brainiac in the studio, Dr. Milstein, the brain scientist. He knows what's inside your brain. Pretty crazy stuff. Let me ask you this question. I know there's a lot of information on the amount of sleep we get, right? So... Why do I need 14 hours of sleep every night? Is that, do you get 14 hours of sleep every At night? At least. At least? Yeah. Gee, that's a lot of sleep. That's, uh, you might want to... Would you say that's borderline too much? I would, that would be a concern. Oh, I thought I was doing great. Yeah. You so, always say I need to make sure I get my 14. And I'll say, I nailed it last night. I got 16 and a half. So that's not, that's not the way to go. Right. So sleep is definitely very important for the brain. Right. But we're looking at more the right amount as opposed to too much or too little. So 14 would be, you'd want to check in with your personal doctor. So during sleep, what does the brain do? It's recharging, regenerating, just literally resting? Uh, so it's it's actually amazing what, what we've learned is that yeah. it's not just resting. It's actually going through almost like a program, a sequence. And so one thing that's amazing is that when you're asleep, your brain actually shrinks down to Whoa. about 65% of its current size and squeezes out of the brain cells trash, toxins, and waste. Wow. And it squeezes all that out okay. into that empty space. And, and, then, then, and where does that go? So then fluid comes up from your spinal cord and washes your brain. So every night you have a brainwash. So that's why it's so important to sleep. And then that waste and trash This exits. isn't true. This is true. There's I, no I could, way this I could, is true. <laughs> I could show you a picture. This That's is absolutely incredible. True. Yeah, this is this is cutting edge. Uh, yes, just getting into the medical textbook. So the brain shrinks shrinks down down to sixty five percent of yeah. its. Yeah, it sounds like a size. horror movie, but it's real. Is there any chance that when the brain expands back, that it would go, it would start to explode out of your head? Uh, that's not a concern. No, oh, okay. but but, uh, but it's a it's a dynamic process. It's pulsates, 
and it uh, squeezes out all that trash and toxins and waste. Out of curiosity, what if you have a spinal cord injury? Would that affect the process? That's a great question. So that is a concern, is that anyone who has a spinal but, but cord what, injury... Why was her question so great and mine wasn't so great? I, I should have said that. you had That was a great question, okay. too. Okay, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Both great. Yeah. Um, the concern can be that if that fluid is not making its way to the brain, that mm -hmm. the washing might not be as, as effective. And so you could keep toxins inside your body? Yeah. So what we're learning is, is that even things like dementia, which mm -hmm. is very complex or someone losing their memory, mm -hmm. that's why sleep is so important is because that buildup of toxins and trash, mm, interesting. we need to wash it out every night while we're sleeping. Got it. Is this why there's a new trend to drink your own spinal cord fluid? I haven't heard that. I, I think that would not be a good idea. Because I, I could have sworn that, you know, a lot of professional athletes are now drinking their own spinal cord fluid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that, but that... Uh, yeah, would not be a good idea. Okay, and so during sleep time, uh, what is the average man's risk for being incepted? Incepted? Mm -hmm. Meaning? Like the movie Inception? Oh, Inception. I actually haven't seen that movie. So you mean... You mean uh, Someone in... sneaking into your brain uh -huh. and, 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 and planting, planting ideas. like bad ideas inside your head. A lot of times when Ron makes a mistake, he says, oh, well, I was incepted. Right. Right. I, the, the statistics on that, I'm not aware of. I would say they're extremely low uh, to zero. But I would say that uh, well, what we can learn while we're sleeping is pretty interesting. Because Inception is based on a true story. So I don't know if it said that, but... I'd like, doctor, I'd like you to tell that to Chris Nolan. Uh, one area, though, that is you can, there's some interesting research you might be able to learn while you're asleep. Oh. Some, some, maybe a word you here or there. You process the information. That you might process it, yeah. Interesting. Like a foreign language or... So th that, that's... Or CPR. Uh, foreign language, I wish that was true, but it seems like maybe you could learn a word here or there. You know, it'd be fun to take CPR in a foreign language, because then you'd kill two birds with one stone. That is I, a good idea. I, I'll put yeah. it on your list. So you're having a dream. Mm -hmm. Let's say you die in your dream. Does that kill you, like in Freddy Krueger's Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, no, that does, not, that does not kill you. No, no. If you die in your dream? Yes. So yeah, your dreams are not, uh, not based on what happens in your and what's going to happen to you in your day-to-day. -day. Oh, that is a relief. That is an absolute relief. Um, the other day, I forgot to have my cup of morning joe, mm -hmm. right? And wouldn't you know it, I punched a hole through this wall. Uh, what, what the heck is that about? Uh, not getting that morning caffeine? Yes. Uh, well, caffeine is something that is very helpful in, you know, wakes you up. People can help them with their mood. Right. So it's possible that if you that were, I had a bit of a mood swing. You had a bit of a mood swing right. without your uh, your morning morning coffee that you're well, used to. Well, because I'm getting 14 hours of sleep, and it takes me what would you say another three hours to get out of my groggy state? Yeah, I don't usually understand what you're talking about until three cups of coffee. Yes. But you've said some really sweet things, and then after coffee, you say I get. I become a normal, rational human yes, being. Yes, exactly. We are joined right now by our cybersecurity expert, uh, Richard Greenberg. Richard, thank you for, uh, for joining us here on the podcast. On the weekends, uh, Richard, I like to mess around with my CB equipment. Um, you know, I have one in my truck, uh, and I just drive around for hours talking to my pals. I've got the Muskrat, Howler, uh, Danzoid. Groove and Gary, all good buddies in my convoy. And if, if you're ever out on the road, my handle is Frog Penis. Uh, that's a long, it's a long, funny story I don't have time to get into. Anyway, 
Is my CB radio safe from hackers? CB is open, so anybody can get on it. But there's not a whole lot you can do with it unless it's connected to one of your networks internally, which is most likely not the case. Some people have actually done that. But if it's in your truck or your yeah. vehicle, then it's contained. Roger that. Yeah. I'll and tell you, Richard, sometimes that can be a real ratchet. Real ratchet jaw on there. I'll be talking to Claw Humper, Buzzball, and Dr. Nathaniel Fernald, doing double nickels on the dime, saying, Hey, Muskrat, what's your 20? Next thing you know, I got some mama bear on my donkey. Okay, this is a cybersecurity expert. He doesn't work with CB radios. And I've told you before, not everyone understands CB radio lingo. No, come on, Carolina. Quit acting like a lot lizard. Okay, you told me that lot lizard is CB radio lingo for prostitute, and it is absolutely not okay to call me that. It also doesn't make any sense in this context. 10-4. That was out of line. I apologize. Richard gets it, though. Hmm? 10-4. 10-4. See? I'm just glad internet hackers can't mess with my CB radio. That's, That's a relief. Yeah. But that is an open line of communication. Absolutely. So watch what you say. Or not. Yeah. Joining us here in studio is Liz, our child care expert. Liz, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Liz, what's a trick or um, on terms of how to talk to children that mo- you see most people do wrong? Is that too broad of a question? Oh, no, that's pretty top of mind yeah. for me. Um, so adults, parents are blowing it constantly. There are two things that when I see parents doing that I know is really well-meaning. I get really excited about how to gently adjust them out of the habits. And the first is when parents say, use your words, when their child is having a tantrum or struggling. The parent is trying to say, hey, we can talk this out. I'm here. I can listen to you. But what they're actually saying is, you know that hardest thing for you to do, the most difficult way that you have to communicate? Use that right now while you're in a panic and you're crying mm. and you're struggling. Um, so instead of saying, use your words, I'll advise parents to offer their kids what they know their kids are trying to say in that moment. This is helping me so much because Ron was having a tantrum earlier today. Mm-hmm. And I did say, I was, use your I was, mm-hmm. I said, use, you your said words, use your words. And he was having, it was, he, there was, he was trying to formulate the words, but they weren't coming. And now I see that was so me. Let's walk through that. Let's do a right. do over on okay. Ron's tantrum mm-hmm. and yes. walk through what maybe you could do the next yeah. time to help you guys stay connected in that really hard moment. Is that right. okay? Okay. Yeah, sure. So Ron's crying. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> use. <laughs> I'm just going to let him go. <laughs> so, what I would say right there is. <laughs> Ron, I see you looking for your bag of kibble, and you seem really frustrated that you can't find it. Would you like some help so we can look for your kibble together? It's... Ron, I still see that you're looking at your kibble. I'd like to help you, but it's up on a high shelf. Would you like me to get it for you? Parting is embarrassing. I hate your face. Sorry. That is sort of usually where it ends. Um, I usually lash out. Yeah. Uh, and I always apologize. That's good. True. My rule is seven days. I have to apologize mm-hmm. within seven days. Okay. And I wait. I wait it out. And sometimes it doesn't come, but sometimes it does. And sometimes it comes at the 11th hour. Yeah. Just day, end of day six. Exactly. Today we are going to do some audience participation. 
That's right. Now, I see that some of you have written to us on the internet asking for advice from your good old pal, Ron. Yeah, we actually have quite a lot of questions to get through today. Okay, well, everyone comes to me for advice. Love advice, fashion advice, raccoon advice, you name it. So I'm kind of used to it. Um, what, what's raccoon advice? Oh, you know, I, I give advice on how to get them into your house and domesticate them. Great. Uh, at Jared Stefan wrote in, he says, me and my girlfriend are in the middle of a fight. What's something I can say that will end the dispute calmly? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you asked this, Jared. You know, I love stopping a fight. I, uh, in fact, uh, I always wanted to be one of those security guys on the, you know, Jerry Springer show, Carolina, you know, the, who jumps in. Yeah. Uh, when the is hitting the fan and just pulls the brawl apart. And yeah. So, you know, sometimes I, I break up a fight before it even happens. I'll just walk into crowded bars and I'll yell, Hey, cool it. Oh, wow. I mean, I guess that could resolve a dispute that's about to start. Okay. But this guy is just asking how to end an argument with his significant other. Right. Again, great question. Listen, if you want your partner to remain calm, you have to remain calm. It takes two to tango. You know what? That's actually, that's, uh, that's good advice. I completely agree. Yeah. No, it's pretty simple. Simple blueprint. Mm -hmm. I mean, you should just calmly say to your girlfriend in almost a whisper, listen, honey, you're being crazy. Okay. You're losing your marbles. If you keep acting this way, you're going to land yourself in the cuckoo's nest. Uh, No, absolutely not, Ron. You cannot call women crazy. Well, then how should we tell them to calm down? No, you should never tell a woman to calm down. Well, then how will I let them know when they're being hysterical? Okay, avoid all of these words, all of these sentences. Jeez. You know, it's just, it's so much easier dealing with raccoons than it is dealing with people. Don't you agree? No, no. This is Ron Burgundy. You are listening to... Of course, a special episode, best of season two. Um, Some great memories here. Great memories. Uh, Even though I got to say, this is a bit of a bummer that we had to drive all the way in here to record these intros and outros. Well, you had me cancel two vacations. I did. And they were both on the wrong dates. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? This business is a fickle mistress. I guess. I mean, we could have planned it out better. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't take any vacations ever. I'm on call, ready to go. Literally told me that you're out of the country last night when I told you we had this tomorrow. You said, I can't, I'm out of the country. I know. I was hoping you would, I was hoping you would take the bait and cancel it. Right. Reschedule. But no, I wasn't. Okay. I was lying. Yeah, I see that now. Well, regardless, we're here. Right? Yeah. Uh, we had mentioned this before. We have a new piece of technology in the studio. The Google Home device. Yes. Which you implied was a better employee. No, I didn't imply. I said it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have been coming around to it. You know, no, it's not a human that works from 8 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. and was called... With no lunch breaks. No lunch breaks. And on Christmas, you called me saying you had a bad dream. And then on my way there, you said you were at Panda Express. 
But look, this could be more helpful to us because watch. Hey, Google, what are some nearby restaurants? I found a few restaurants near you. See, it actually is super helpful. It can do anything. It can show you where the closest Panda Express is and then you um, won't have to call me. I, st I still might call you, though, just for backup. I don't think Google needs backup. I think it's it's got you. You know, it's interesting because uh, sometimes they have celebrities do the voice for it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I don't know if I told you this, but I was up for the voice of that thing. And I would have crushed it. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but no, I lost out to get this. Guess who I lost it to? You're not going to believe this. Who? It's a total eye roll. Oh, yeah? John Legend. Oh, I love him. I'm, I'm sorry Ugh. you didn't get the job, but he's tough competition, actually. Y you think I don't know that? I mean, the man has a voice of an angel and a wife with a social media presence that's nothing less than delightful. Oh, I love Chrissy. But let me ask you, does John Legend have any experience as a newscaster? Does he? I, not that I'm aware of. This Google thing is supposed to give you information and news and play music, right? I mean... I mean, the last time I checked, that's the job of a broadcaster. I'm a broadcaster. Okay, calm down. Not some guy with Oscars and Grammys and a beautiful genius wife who has great personality and just totally nails it on social media. I mean, doesn't John Legend have enough? He's very talented and nice. Nice. Carolina, let, let me show you I can do this. Ask me a question like I was Google. Uh, okay. Um, hey, Ron, what's the closest yoga studio? You have several options. I've sent them to you on your phone. Also, do you really think yoga is enough? Okay, that's in a... Is that like a golem <sighs> imitation? I mean, I have I, no idea. I've I made a choice during the audition and I I totally blew it. It is weird, right? It's yeah, strong but wrong, you uh, know. You against John Legend, I don't think. I didn't even know. have a chance. It's unsettling. Um we should move on actually. Yes, let's uh well, let's get back uh with more of Best of Season 2 special episode. And we are back with the Ron Burgundy podcast. Today, we have Roni Ganache in the house. Los Angeles Magazine calls her the star sommelier. I call her Roni. Mm. Yes. What do, you, what do you think of a nice Burgundy? Mm. And I'm not just talking about the wine. Okay. Ron, let's just put the chateau away for a little bit while you sober up. I think that we have to get through this interview. You know, I feel like we barely got to talk about I Love Lucy. Are, are you really? a Lucy or an Ethel? Because I'm a Samantha and Carolina's a Miranda. No, I'm not. That's You're mixing up shows. I'm a, an and, for the record, I'm a Charlotte. Which question should I answer? Lucy or Ethel? You know... Oh, the mm. chocolate machine, right? The conveyor belt? All the chocolates. I think we're getting a little off track. I, I wish I. There's no right or wrong answer. Maybe a Lucy. I'd <laughs> like to be a Lucy. <laughs> oh well. Well, it looks like. Are you okay? Are you Are you going to take a little nap? Do Do you guys ever wonder what any of it all means? Okay. No, I think. Why don't you get your head off the table? <sighs> You're gonna fall out of your chair. Just sit back. Do you guys have any more 
questions. Yeah, yeah, we, no, we do, we do. We definitely have a few more questions. Okay. Hey, hey, hey! Come on. Ah. Oh, gosh. Come on, you got it. Just. Ronnie didn't see that, did she? No, you're good, Ron. Don't oh. worry. You got it? Oh, yeah. Ship shape. <clears throat> All right. Where are my notes? Yeah, they're right in front of you. Sometimes I just sit on the floor in my shower and I just think, wow, who turned off the dance music? There wasn't any dance music playing. I don't know. I want to I put on the new song by 98 Degrees. They aren't a band anymore. That's not true. That's not true. You just don't listen to their music anymore. You know what? Let's get back to uh, Viticulture. Vita who? Yeah. Um, uh, Roni. <laughs> yes, Ron. Here's the thing. We only got so much time on this big blue marble. And, uh, I mean, it just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning. What's your question? I'm, I'm going to get to it. Four eyes. Sorry. Why did I say that? Because I'm wearing glasses. I know. I don't... I like your glasses. Thank I apologize. You. That was uncalled for. It's okay. You don't have to get emotional. It's Here's fine. the thing. They just discovered a black hole. You know? That was cool. Yeah. yeah. But it really we're, all, we're all heading for that black hole. That's the thing. Up. And I can't stop thinking about it. All right. Yeah. I think and, that uh, you might just need a nap or. So, anyway. You're my best friend. Who, me? <laughs> Who am I looking at? Could be looking at Carolina. You're both my best. You're you're both my best friends, Ronnie. You're my new best friend, and you're a little. Okay. I, just, I get I get a good feeling about you, so I'll put you number one best friend, Carolina number two. Thank you. But. Um. Well, boy. Okay. Cool. Oh. It's been a long day for you. Come on. Oh, gosh. Do you want to read some advertisements? Sure. Let's get to some ad copy. Roni, do you have time to stay? I think she has to go because she was just here for the interview. Oh, okay. I swear if you walk out that door, Roni... Sorry, I, I gotta go. I will never speak to you again. I'm so sorry. I will never speak to you again. Wow, well, it's been really nice. Oh, you're doing it. Yeah, I gotta go. Okay. But I'll see you around. Yeah, yeah. Famous last words. Bye. Bye, Ronnie. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was really amazing to have you. Right. Do you want, I have a couple bottles of Chateau Diane no, if you want to okay. take them on your way. That's, she doesn't need that. Right. Okay. But thank you. Okay. We'll get the door. Sorry. She. Wait, Roni. She was my best friend. And you're my enemy. And as promised, we are joined by feminist icon, Gloria Steinem. Gloria, I just have to ask you this coming out of the gate. What's up, my lady? It's uh, an honor. Gloria, you, you worked undercover as a Playboy bunny when you were a journalist. Um, 
during that experience, did you run into any uh, misogyny? Misogyny. Misogyny. Well, probably not because they were not smart enough to know what the word was. So. Yeah, tell me about it. It was <laughs> it was it was just wall to wall exploitation. It was an assignment to write an article in Exposé. I had invented a background of being a secretary and wanting a more interesting job because okay. the advertisements for being a bunny said that this was a glamorous, wonderful job. Mm-hmm. But the bunny mother uh, who interviewed me said, "Honey, if you can type, you don't want to work here." Oh, oh that, no. that should have been a warning. That should have been a warning. Was that in uh, Was that in Chicago? No, here in New York. Okay. And yet, I don't know if people even know what Playboy magazine is nowadays. You know, you know, I'm I'm sorry to say that that now here in Manhattan, a Playboy club has just opened, even though it was given up as uh, totally out of date, even by Hefner. So right. I'm not quite sure how the one here is able to call itself a Playboy club. Yeah, but it's pretty crazy that they just opened it a few months ago. Well, I used to have, I had a subscription for as long as I can remember, and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you. I read it strictly for the articles. Uh, You know, they had a formula, even in the articles, that in no way were women allowed to win. I mean, that was, was Hefner's formula. You know, whatever was printed or whatever was photographed, it had to be clear that men were dominant. Wow. Holy smokes. Yeah. You in his satin pajamas, huh? Well, I do think he was kind of pathetic and insecure. <laughs> you know what? I once got in a fist fight with him at the Playboy Mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, no be- kidding. Yeah. Tell me. Well, they lost my car. The valet lost my car. And so I had to spend three weeks at the Playboy Mansion. Um it was the worst three. It weeks. was the worst three weeks of my life because of all the misogyny. Yeah. All right. This has been the best of season two. Uh, that was a real fun stroll down memory lane, wasn't it, Carolina? I had the best time. It really reminded me of some past trauma I've had on this show. Yes. Some joy, some laugh, some past trauma. Hey, it's, uh, I never promised you a rose garden. That's true. Well, uh, you actually did say that I would be getting a rose garden. I, I did. You said... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. At some point in time, you will be getting a rose garden. Yeah. And uh, I have yet to deliver on that promise. Right. Um, but I'm going to put that on my to-do list. Okay. My honey-do list. <laughs> Except I don't have a honey to hand it to me. So, with that, we put old season two into the time capsule and send it off and chuck it over the edge of the ship and let that corked bottle bob to some unknown shore. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, this will be recorded and released, but... Oh, right. But still, it's fun to give it some sort of mystique. This is true. Yeah. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, this is Ron Burgundy, uh, on behalf of Carolina, saying, So long. Shalom. And... Happy Easter. Who? Ha ha! 
Depot.